Welcome to Journey Church Tucson Sermon Podcast. We are an evangelical free church seeking to honor God by making disciples that learn about, love like, and live for Jesus. Well, welcome to the first, or at least first in a while since we did a few of these a little while back, two years ago now maybe, yeah. but, but first in a while of the Journey Church Midweek Podcast. Uh, I'm here with Kyle Peart. Uh, If you don't know who Kyle is, Kyle does a bunch of stuff here around uh, Journey, especially involving our podcast, getting it posted, uh, and all sorts of things in order to help um, us run more smoothly on kind of a digital online uh, uh, presence, I suppose you could say. (laughs) I'm not sure what the appropriate word is for that. Yeah, we'll have to work that out. I'm not (laughs) sure if there's an appropriate word. Just getting um, excited about how we can share uh, Christ digitally. Yeah. And doing it in an appropriate way. Yeah, so we're, we're starting up this podcast. We hope to uh, carry it through this year and kind of assess um, how it goes, if it's, if it's effective um, for what we're hoping to do with it, and, uh, and we'll reassess at the end of the year. But we're hoping to regularly put out something in the middle of the week uh, in terms of getting the people of Journey Church to, to be able to think more and process more deeply uh, what's taking place at our church and what's what we're doing in terms of sermons and ministries and all sorts of things. Um, but to draw that out a little bit further, uh, my friend Kyle's going to ask me some questions, uh, and we're we're just going to kind of uh, kind of walk through um, what the goal with this podcast is and where we're going to be headed in 2024. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really grateful to be able to to at least be a part of this with you guys because um, I think a lot of people have a lot of questions that after we're going through a sermon, you guys are articulating a thought, but we're kind of pondering on a lot of things, and that's what the small groups are really good mm-hmm. for, right? Yeah. And and I love that. But sometimes, like, just, hey, when you were talking about this, I bet you could have gone a little further and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So um, I'm really eager to see kind of pruning and pricking those things out. But um, overall, what do you think the, the concept of like the podcast in general, what's the purpose of this? You know, how does it really align with the church's mission? Yeah, I'm, one of the things that not just Journey, uh, but a lot of churches realized during COVID, and maybe they didn't realize it so much as things changed a little bit during COVID, but often digital content, specifically websites, have become kind of the front door into interacting with a church and coming to understand the church and meeting the pastors, meeting the staff. Uh, and as people are sort of figuring out um, where they're going to plug in, where they're going to be a part of a church body and seek to grow as disciples, uh, you know, digital content becomes the first kind of way you interact with the church. Sure. And it's, that's one of the reasons, by the way, why we still, we prior to me getting here, started a YouTube, chan- a YouTube feed mm-hmm. uh, during COVID to get sermons out there and to be preaching the word and to... Um, to be trying to reach people when things were locked down, but we've continued it because we know that that's often a way people can interact with our church in a um, what might be a, a safer environment for them in terms of they don't have to interact with anybody, they don't have to, you know, it kind of provides them with an introduction to the church uh, without putting a whole lot of pressure on them. It's a low, low risk, high reward in mm-hmm. that way. Uh, and I, th- I think that's super important because one of the things that we see today is the most common reason for a faithful Christian to stop going to church. So not somebody who's like um, deconverting, deconstructing their faith, but a faithful Christian to stop going to church is simply moving. Yep. And in an age where anxiety 
and things like that are regular conversations in the cultural sphere and people get kind of social anxiety about going to big gatherings. Um, as much as I really believe in the importance of being present in your body uh, at the church um, for the gathering on Sunday mornings, one of the ways in which we can facilitate people finding us and being able to kind of assimilate into the church is simply having a digital space where they can interact with us. Yeah. So right. actually we just, we spent a bunch of time uh, with um, thanks to uh, M and L Marketing, which is run by Taylor Bankhead, redesigning our website, which launched our, we, our website's all uh, brand new as of uh, January 7th, I believe we launched the website. So awesome. it, was, it was ready, which is yesterday. The eighth. <laughs> so yeah, so that's all up and running. And then this is another part of that, but just where people can can interact with us uh, yeah. and, and find us. Yeah, and that's, you know, re realistically, I'm just gonna throw myself out there and be yeah. vulnerable. You know, like when I miss a, a service on Sunday, if there wasn't digital opportunity, mm -hmm. then I, yeah, I'm missing it. Um, and so it is really helpful to keep people that are uh, members in the church mm -hmm. and people that are, um, externally outside of, of the journey church to get a feel for it but also for those that are missed out you know we are watching live I was yeah. driving down the freeway yesterday and was able to listen to the sermon live so that's a really cool feature but that's how I found this church as well right I was you know hopping around in town and and um, you know just wanting to look at what the church was really about and listen to a sermon online so it's a really good resource for reaching Tucson for ministering to the church itself the members mm -hmm. and those that are really thinking about moving yeah. to the area or so it's a really and cool your story is actually a pretty funny story with that because of our name oh yeah you, you thought we were like super new agey hipsters and so that's one of the that's <laughs> one of the things too is if you're watching it online yeah uh, or listening to it live you have the ability to go you know if if you were trying to investigate and find a new church there are some churches where 10 minutes in, you know, this isn't the church for me. Yeah. Like, you know, you hear the pastor say something doctrinally or something like that, and you're like, no, this, is, this isn't it. And mm -hmm. so it does provide that opportunity, too. It does. Um, uh, yeah, to kind of experience it as we're, you know, unpacking a text and things like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I really appreciate that. But, I mean, and you had brought it up. I started talking about uh, kind why of the digital. broader yeah. and digital, but also why, uh, why do anything that we do here? Mm -hmm. And that's uh, whenever we're looking at a ministry or an event, one of the first questions we're going to ask isn't how can we pull this off, but how does this make disciples? Mm -hmm. That uh, what Pastor Jim, what myself, what all of our staff is employed to do, uh, we might sort people into, to use biblical terms, we might have staff that fits more in the deacon category than the pastoral category, but we, we are all seeking to further the mission of the church, which the way we define it here. Uh, is to make immature disciples for Jesus Christ, the glory of God. Um, the, ultimately, we're not here to give uh, simply a positive message about something. We're not here to give an encouraging talk about something. We're not here to, uh, to change the world or to fill some social need. We, we are here uh, to teach people about who Jesus is. And we believe that when not only do we teach people about who Jesus is, but when we're doing so from the Word, we believe that Jesus is also the one teaching because it's yeah. his word that's being explained. Uh, and we're here to teach. Uh, so the way we, I guess to put it in our language, we have the learn about and now we've added and from uh, Jesus. We have the growing and loving like Jesus and the pursuit of living for Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, and so 
those are the ways in which we understand uh, what a healthy disciple is, is somebody who lives, loves, and learns about and from uh, Christ. And so when we're looking at this, this podcast, the question then becomes, well, how does this connect to the mission of the church? Yep. And uh, it, it does so by giving us another venue in which we can seek to, to press that mission forward. Like you were saying, you know, sometimes that's going to be unpacking something that we didn't get to in a sermon. Mm. Uh, Jim and I refer to it as the cutting room floor, which is, you know, it, sometimes people are critical of how long Jim or I can preach for. But if they understood the amount of content just left on the floor when we've, when we've sliced and diced that thing and kind of pruned it down, yeah. they, would, they would understand how the early church could meet all day. And yeah. you'd need a lunch break in, in there and because there's any given text, there's just so much. I mean, I think probably every week when Jim and I meet and we do uh, with some of our other staff, we do the sermon walkthrough. Jim's frequently like, man, this is just such a rich text and you've just got to cut stuff out. Mm-hmm. And, um, so this gives us an opportunity to do that. Uh, it also gives us an opportunity to kind of explain and unpack some things taking place in terms of the church, like uh, discipleship classes coming up or some uh, change in kids' discipleship and how we're working on that. Yeah. Um, if, we, if we are this last year, we added uh, a handful of new staff members and it would it'd be in a uh, good venue to introduce them. So later on, we're hoping to bring um, in Jeremiah and Holly into some conversations involving this podcast so people can get to know them a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But all of that is in service of pushing forward the mission of the church because uh, each person on our staff is trying to do that. And mm-hmm. we're trying to provide more things. Um, actually, I shouldn't say more things because it's, it's not really about providing more content, but providing opportunity to reflect deeper on the content we're already doing. Yeah, more so context of the content. Yeah, that that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. yeah, and that's really helpful too because a lot of people are probably thinking, how did the church really come up with maybe the rhythm of like worship? Like when mm-hmm. we're going through the week and the things that you guys are producing that, that mm-hmm. is really the intent of getting to the sermon on Sunday right. and then replicating that you know, every week. It's it's really beautifully done. I think a lot of people listening could probably say that they have not seen that, and it's not to lift up the church. It's mm-hmm. to lift up what the Lord is doing in the church. Yeah. But, I mean, genuinely, you can go to a lot of churches and just see the, you know, I, I, I don't like to just say the worship because mm-hmm. the worship we sing, the praise before the sermon, we're doing lots of ways of worship that you mm-hmm. explain very well in so many ways between the pastoral prayer and all those things. Um, it's different. Yeah. And so explaining that and kind of getting deeper into those things is really helpful for us as the church, um, mm-hmm. locally and universally on how we can fulfill that mission that, that ultimately is what the Journey Church is called to. Yeah, and I think that's, that's a good example of something I'd love to unpack uh, during this year on this podcast is, you know, I, it was instituted before I got here, but uh, I don't know how frequently it's explained and quite frankly we need to hear things so many times but Mm -hmm. thinking about you know what is a call to worship why do we begin that way because I would say at at least in most of my church experience my last church we did a call to worship but most experience prior to that the call to worship was basically the first chord on the guitar like yeah (laughs) now come on in and have a seat and you know you just start playing and that's kind of the uh, that's kind of what draws people in but you know we do want to remind ourselves each and every week because it's that the reason why we gather every week is the repetition uh, and practice of of engaging in certain 
certain practices, certain habits and rituals. Yeah. And so, you know, we want to hear every week uh, that it's not my will that brought me here. Uh, it's ultimately the will of God. Even Jim, this last Sunday, starting off our Second Timothy series, unpacked, you know, everybody's got a God story. Mm-hmm. How does that tie in? Well, it's the, Paul isn't, um, Paul isn't writing his letter to Timothy just for fun. He's writing his letter to Timothy because he was called by the, he was called by God. He's uh, says that he's an apostle by the will of God, by the command of God, uh, and so we know. Hey, Paul is Paul is giving us this word inspired by the Holy Spirit. He feels that it's a command, it's a calling upon his life to do so. Yeah. Similarly, us showing up on Sunday is part of that command and that calling to gather together. And so we want to remind ourselves that. Even though I made a decision to get out of bed, I made a decision to get dressed, I made a decision to get in the car, I directed the car towards church, I put my foot on the gas, I got us here. Mm-hmm. It's still, ultimately, even with all of my interaction in that, it's ultimately because of God's will that I'm here. Like, yeah. He wants me here. And so, and that reframes the entire way I think about the service, right? The mm-hmm. entire way I think about the gathering is if it's I'm coming here and it was my desire and my will, then ultimately everything you do is about satisfying me. But yeah. if it's I'm here because it's God's will, that changes things, right? And yeah. So we need to hear that again and again. And same thing with the pastoral prayer. We want to have prayers modeled to us by some of the most mature people in the church who are going to be our pastors and elders. Yes. Uh, we want to hear, we want to have the word of God central uh, in the service. And so we want to have the word read. Uh, we want to have the word preached. We want to have songs that have clear tie-ins to what we're doing. So we, we want all that, and I would love to uh, take some time to unpack that more with um, uh, with some of our band leaders, with Sarah, mm-hmm. uh, on this podcast. But yeah, there's there's a ton that goes into pressing for or press, pushing forward and pushing deeper into what we do on a Sunday. Yeah, man, that's I, I love it. I look forward to hearing about that in the future. Um, so just for clarity's sake, for mm-hmm. everyone listening in, um, we're talking about the mission mm-hmm. and the church. We 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 hear and we know the mission. But, um, you know, Highview looking at this podcast, you know, may not be getting into deep things right now, but mm-hmm. just for the sake of clarity, unpack real quick again, why the journey, now that mm-hmm. we know the mission, why the podcast? Yeah, the, the thing is, and you, you mentioned the word context before, is we need to, we want to try, and so this, is, this year's sort of an experiment with it, but providing another context for interacting with material that helps us learn about, uh, learn from, love like, and live for Christ. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it kind of ties into the mission. And we know that our church, which is, um, I don't want to say that we're becoming or have become a commuter church, but if you were to take a map of Tucson, like the biggest kind of um, way in which you can define the Tucson area, and then uh, put pins where everybody's coming from, you'd find we're pulling people from all over the place. And so while um, things like our Wednesday night discipleship classes that start next month are really great, we also recognize that we can't, some people's schedules don't enable them to get to our campus on a regular basis. Uh, And so we want to provide things in that digital I feel almost gross saying this, but digital space uh, yeah. feels a little bit markety to me. But <laughs> you want to, we want to provide things in that digital space that our people can interact with, and and I that's really important to me that it's not, in a sense, you know, if somebody comes across this podcast and they live in Tucson, they think oh, I'm going to check out that church. I'm really excited. But really, what I want to do and what Jim wants to do is provide 
provide some way for the people who are already here. This isn't built about building uh, a bigger platform for Pastor Jim, for myself, but really uh, providing more ways for people to interact with, like you said, have another context for interacting with what we're doing as a church, to think more deeply about things. Mm-hmm. Because we, I mean, we need to move the information we encounter, we interact with on a regular basis into the place of transformation. And if you hear Jim preach and you sing songs and everything like that, and then you walk out the door on Sunday morning and you don't think about it for the rest of the week, then that's kind of where the discipleship effect of that gathering has ended. Mm. And so even things like Sarah's email that we send out, yep. the prepare for Sunday email, uh, which I write some things in, Sarah writes some things in, but the, the goal of that is to help us prepare for the next Sunday coming. And in a sense, one of the primary things we'll be doing with this podcast is thinking about either prepare, either reflecting back on the previous Sunday, mm. preparing for the next Sunday, or understanding how things that we're doing in the middle of the week connect to Sunday. And so in that way, if much of what the energy of the church and the church staff is directed towards is making Sunday happen because it's coming every week, mm. then this podcast kind of fits in the place of providing another way in which we can reflect on on what's going to happen on Sunday and prepare yeah. our hearts for that. And the more prepared we are in our hearts to interact with that material, to, to sing the songs, to hear the word read, to agree, as Kenyon said on this last Sunday, to agree with him in prayer, not just to listen to his prayer, and then to sit actively listening to Pastor Jim or to my sermon and engage with the word, the more we, we're going to be able to do that better and, and there's going to be more of a discipling effect and impact mm-hmm. on us the more in advance we start preparing for that. Yeah. You know what's what I'm sitting here thinking about that, and uh, I'm just trying to put everything in application mm-hmm. um, because I'm I'm just Mr. Weird Guy, and I, I uh, think a little differently sometimes. So processing this, like when we're when we're talking about preparing our hearts for on Sunday, um, I, I can't speak for everyone, but speaking for myself, I know that like the daily grind of getting up on a Sunday morning of mm-hmm. just being a churchgoer and trying to get five girls ready on time <laughs> to get to church. Uh-huh. and uh, make it out the door on time and right. get to church, like my heart is not prepared. Right. You know, like you're trying to uh, make sure and get here on the right time and then like get to the seats and trying to find seats for seven people is sometimes mm-hmm. fun. I'm very <laughs> thankful that most of the people in the congregation allow us That's to why have, you sit in the front that's row. Why we, yeah, because no one's sitting there. <laughs> Agreed. But every now and then we get college students that like to sit with us. So, uh-huh. But anyways, my point is, is, yeah, sometimes if you're a little late when you're coming into the first song, your heart, you can say the words, but it's just mm-hmm. not there, you know? Yeah. And so I really love being able to have the, the resources, um, you know, having the songs, the playlist that we sing every time on the way driving to mm-hmm. church so that we are preparing our hearts right. and aligning it with the call to worship. Um, and just thinking those things through, there's a lot of benefits um, that come from preparing and, and all coming collectively together and looking at what's what's going to be coming on mm-hmm. Sunday or what did happen on Sunday. Yeah, Help me work through kind of like the dangers. What are you trying to be cautious of? Because I know that your guys' hearts are really intentional about, mm-hmm. about making sure not to just have a podcast and not right. just be a thing. So what are the dangers and what is the church really, you guys recognizing there. Yeah. One of the ones that comes to mind for me right off the bat is we have, Pastor Jim and I are full-time. 
uh, Sarah's full-time, but most of the rest of our staff is part-time in some capacity. And I think one of the, one of the things I want to do is protect people's time. Uh, I want to I make sure that if we all have a limited amount of time when we go to bed, we wake up the next day, we've all got 24 hours until we do this whole thing again, yeah. that we're being mindful of being um, faithful and efficient rather than uh, frenetic. Because sometimes we can just, we mistake movement for um, results, essentially. Mm -hmm. And to a certain extent, well, I'll back up a little bit. That's a real danger in the church because, and this goes back to uh, about a year ago, or just just under a year ago, Pastor Jim and I preached on a series on a healthy church from Revelation 2 and 3. And one of the things that we were trying to point out is there's only certain things we can control. So if you if you make a business, you can try and play around with all the factors, who you employ, how much you pay them, the kinds of products you stock, whatever it is. You can play around with certain factors to get the results you want. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, you, you want a profit at the end of the year. So that's the result you're trying to get. Uh, discipleship is ultimately going to be driven forward by the Holy Spirit. Mm. And discipleship is hard to see. It's like watching paint dry or grass grow, right? It happens really slowly. And because of that, a danger I would worry about that I want to be cautious of and why I even want to put the marker down right now that like we we are willing to do this thing through 2024 and then kind of check and see, hey, is this helping our people? Okay. Because I don't want to mistake movement for discipleship. Uh, I don't want to mistake just doing something and Pastor Jim and I having increasingly fuller schedules mm-hmm. for, and that means we're doing good work. That's not true. You know, that's, and it may be at the end of 2024, we sit down and we go, you know, if I had taken out the membership booklet and just every time instead of recording a podcast, I just called somebody in that booklet sure. uh, and had a 30 minute conversation with them about how things are going, prayed with them, and then, you know, hung up the phone, that might have been a better way to disciple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Pastor Jim and I love doing things like that, and that's why we do spend so much time with our congregation. We take people out to lunch, we make phone calls, those sorts of things. So I would say I don't want to mistake just doing something and being busy with doing the work of ministry. We're going to see actually in Second Timothy where Timothy gets exhorted to do the work of ministry, yes. and I think that means something specific, not just generally. Just stay busy. Yeah, not just stay busy. <laughs> and have that busyness be generally able to be glossed as like Christian work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I think for Jim and I, that can be a real temptation without the podcast because we, I mean, we have the honor and the privilege of being employed to spend a significant amount of time studying scripture. Now, some of the irony is we would do that anyway. Jim and I love to get into the scripture and we love to have theological conversations. I mean, we don't pay you and you're here frequently <laughs> walk into my office and you, you can walk into my office with a five minute question about the podcast studio yeah, they're building later. above my office. And yeah, th- yeah, three, four hours later, we've, you know, meandered through the Holy Spirit and this aspect of, of, you know, pastoral ministry and this thing we're seeing in culture and raising kids and all the, you know, yeah. we've had all of these theological ministry conversations. So because I love doing that anyway, and because Pastor Jim loves doing that anyway, we're already sort of in danger of spending a bunch of time with our nose in books, um, kind of 
doing things that keep our schedule busy and full, but maybe is not, you know, maybe that extra hour in a commentary isn't going to make my sermon better. Uh, and what would make my sermon better is connecting with somebody else in my church. So I would yeah. say that's one of the things uh, that that worries me about it. That and a, a sort of minor um, or mm-hmm. or sub point to that is how often you can add something to your schedule, mm-hmm. and then even if it's effective, you become a slave to it. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we actually need to do this month in January is um, when my lovely daughter was born at the end of October. I went on paternity leave and we stopped doing the small group uh, questions. And we actually, it's not that we just let those fall through the crack, we stopped doing them intentionally rather than assigning them to somebody else to see if our small groups needed them. Okay. Uh, So one of the things I'm gonna do this month is connect with our small group leaders and see if they're doing just fine without the questions or if the questions were more helpful and making small group time more effective for discipling people and for getting deeper into the word and unpacking aspects of the sermon and all those sorts of things. And if they are, then we'll bring it back. But we didn't wanna just have, here's this thing Tyler spends two hours of his week doing uh, just because it was already on the schedule. so my wife's pregnancy, my daughter being born in my paternity leave actually provided an interesting case study to see if that's an effective use of those two hours of my week. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really good, healthy, uh, loving challenge to make sure and always evaluate what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, there's so many podcasts out there. There's so right. many um, people driving to and fro and going mm-hmm. so many different places. And sometimes we just get wrapped up in so many resources and, and you come to think, well, why is just another podcast? And and I I, I really loved your heart on before we even started talking mm-hmm. today on just being very intentional about why you're you guys are doing this to reach the church mm-hmm. in yeah. in so many different ways. And so I think that's the godly challenge there is is a for the church to a at least pray for you guys as well mm-hmm. to hear the thoughts that you're going through coming and preparing for Sunday. Yeah. I think that the church um, should know and see that you guys are real people and you're not just trying to talk for 50 minutes every mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes an hour and 10 minutes, sometimes 40 minutes. It's mm-hmm. really the direction that the Lord is really moving through you guys, um, but also just really being intentional. And I, and I know I've said that word a lot. I'm not trying to just hook on it, um, but being very intentional about why and how you guys do things mm-hmm. because we are the church not just uh, an organization trying to function mm-hmm. but we are actually magnifying Christ with everything that we do right yeah and so um, what is the hope I, I guess that's kind of the way we can really um, sail this ship mm-hmm. um, what is the hope and outcome as as you look at 2024 and you know, maybe at the end of the year, we can ask the same question and say, did we accomplish this? And that's yeah, why we keep going. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I would say our hope is, uh, I mean, tying back to the mission is to, to maximize the discipling impact of the work we're already doing. Uh, and that's why for some of the podcasts, what we'll be doing is talking to different people on staff. Uh, and, and that is, sort of filling a gap in something that we're not great at as a church. We did these church surveys uh, to get people's feedback on certain things. And one of the sort of internal jokes that the staff had about the survey results is we scored really high on communication. Mm. And yet we are constantly forgetting to tell people things. (laughs) And that's the... now. Sarah, who is, you know, email extraordinaire, is is regularly getting it out there. And so for people who check their email, uh, then 
then they're they're still getting the communication but there's multiple times where i've gotten up to do announcements and forgotten what the third announcement is so i just you know benediction and roll out and then it's oops i forgot to tell people to sign up for this thing or you know th stuff like that but so one of the aspects that we want to think about is if we're pushing forward the discipling ministry of the church the discipling mission of the church then sometimes that'll be talking about things that are up and coming mm. so i expect the last couple of podcasts in january and the first couple in february will be talking to uh, Jeremiah and Holly and Jim and uh, maybe we'll have you asking me some more questions but each of us is teaching a discipleship class uh, in February starting on February 21st um, so on Wednesdays midweek discipleship classes trying to target either topics or age groups um, and and yet yeah, teach on a particular content that's relevant um, either to this day and age or to that specific group and we want to be able to provide a context where we can announce that, give more information. Because I mean, a 20 minute conversation about say, uh, Pastor Jim and Stacy's marriage class that is coming up, mm. uh, will provide more people with information as to whether or not that's where they should be spending their time and yeah. growing and investing, rather than a five second, hey, sign up for discipleship classes online, here's how you do it. Uh, but actually giving some time to walk through what's the purpose of this class, what's the, similar to what we're doing with this podcast right now, yep. what's the purpose, what's the goal, what's the hope, what do you plan on covering, those sorts of things. So some of it will be talking to different people on staff, which gives people, uh, one, an introduction to who that person is. I would expect that a sizable percentage of people on our staff probably actually haven't heard uh, Jeremiah, who has been leading our youth and student ministries um, for the past six months or so, uh, they probably haven't even heard him talk because you know he's most of our services he's with the kids with in the another kids, yeah. in another place, and then he's read scripture a couple of times for us. But you know you would have the average person if they're at church you know three out of four Sundays a month or two out of four Sundays a month, then they might have missed that Sunday. So yeah. you might have this you know this uh, college graduate navigators guy who's helping us with this thing who they just haven't met, and so. Being able to be introduced to this person who's involved in a, min in a ministry of our church that is making disciples of a particular age group, hearing what he's doing, mm -hmm. uh, and like you said, you know, praying for Jim and I, but also praying for Jeremiah, praying yes. for Holly, who's doing yeah. the same thing with kids, praying for Janet, who is doing the same thing with disability, and mm -hmm. you know, we what we find is uh, one of the things that has happened at Journey Church is when I well, I'll say it this way: when I got hired on. Matt Fry said that he liked hire, the idea of hiring somebody who was kind of close to the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, um, because he said Journey feels a little bit, post-COVID, it felt like a startup. Like, we had a lot of energy, we had a lot of excitement, um, we came through COVID pretty, pretty well, um, and there was kind of a, Pastor Jim came back from his sabbatical with renewed energy and renewed vision for what, what God wanted to do with Journey Church. And... So at, at tech startups in Silicon Valley, the, the saying is, you know, move fast and break things. Uh, and so it felt like we would move fast, but then often the communication fell through the gaps. Mm. And, you know, uh, things like we were bringing Jeremiah on, and a couple of weeks before Jeremiah came on, our roof got ripped off. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, announcement about, hey, here's this guy, you should meet him, he starts in a couple of weeks, all of a sudden that gets delayed and thrown out the window because we've got to scramble for this. Yeah. Um, the change from uh, 
from Holly or from Janet to moving Holly into artistic discipleship role and moving Janet into a role focusing on disabilities. Uh, a similar thing happened there where, yep. um, you know, we were trying to make something, we were trying to figure out how to make that staffing, make that work staffing wise and figuring out what the roles would be, how that would look. And by the time everything fell into place, uh, we needed to pull the trigger pretty quickly on it. So then the first most people heard about that was me announcing from stage that Holly had already accepted the job. Yeah. And so that wasn't intended. Uh, and thankfully, our church is um, you know, very trusting of our leadership and, and we have a very healthy church culture. But one of the things that we've seen is as we've had that kind of startup mentality of we've got to move fast, we've got to solve this problem now, um, that sometimes we're not as good at communication. And so having an opportunity where you can hear people's voices, hear where their heart is, hear what they're working on, uh, and hear how all of that is pushing forward the mission of the church is really great. And yeah. then as well as we as we mentioned a couple of times, there's lots of time where Jim or I are preaching and either we have to drop a point out or maybe somebody after a service asks us something about um, uh, an application of one of the points of our sermon or a an expansion of it. And now it's, oh, I hadn't even thought about that and having a, a venue and a context where we can flesh that out a little bit more mm -hmm. because we do have i would say one of the things that makes journey interesting to me just like as a thought experiment is i have not been at a church that has as wide of a vocational um, spectrum as journey interesting uh so you know going to i grew up when i first started going to churches as a kid before i was even a believer just the church my mom took me to it was a very white collar businessman church and so the it was run that all the elders were businessmen the pastor kind of had a businessman vibe kind of thing um you know and so it it was it was all kind of like upper middle class to upper class uh central californians uh in and so it had a very uh individual vibe there weren't a lot of blue collar people around it's kind of what i'm saying okay and then uh you know I moved on and in college I was at a church, but that church was right down the street from the university. So it's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot college, of college students, a yeah. lot of academics. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of families that graduated from that college that were still in the town. So it was, you know, the, the church I went to is great church, but it was very much kind of tied to the identity of that university that I went to as well. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of uniformity there. Uh, and then I moved back to Santa Cruz. I was at a couple of different churches. But even still, Santa Cruz, because it's so expensive um, and because it's kind of an older surf town, it has a very unique vibe to it. So a lot of people there are pretty, pretty. Uh, I don't want to say that they're homogenous, but there's um, the Christian culture is very similar at each of the churches. And then you come here and we've got a whole range of, we've got a federal judge, we've got a bunch of doctors, we've got people who own small businesses, we, and then we've got a handful of college students, and you've got people all over yeah. the vocational spectrum, all over the life spectrum. Travelers, ex-missionaries. Yeah, yeah, we've got travelers, ex-missionaries. When we did the church survey, this is one of the things that came out in that. When we did the church survey, uh, not everybody in the church took the survey, but a third of the surveys that came back ballparked people in the like 75 and up range. A third of the surveys that came back put people between the ages of like 40 and 70. And yep. a third of the surveys that came back put people in the 30 and under category. Hmm. So you had a bunch of, what we saw then is we had a bunch of early Gen Z, late millennials. We had a bunch of late millennial or early millennial, late boomers. 
or Xers, that's the next one up, late Xers, we had a bunch of early Xers, late um, boomers. And so it's just, <laughs> you had a whole mix of generations, yeah. like versus, you know, going to the college church where, you know, the, I'll say it this way, the last church I was at, the we were we were trying to recruit older Christian. Whenever somebody moved to town and we found out they were a believer and they were older, we were trying so hard to get them to come to church because the oldest guy in the church was like yeah. forty-two years old. Yeah, and it's and that's you're going to lack wisdom and kind of the well-roundedness yeah. of what God intends for His church when you when you're either really on the young side or really on the old side. When you're either really a lot of wealthy people or really a lot of poor people. God intended the church to to be transgressive in terms of our social boundaries yeah. and our normal our <clears throat> normal kind of like hangout groups. Yeah. And and I love that about joining church. Yes. But it also means that there's a wide variety of applications for what this what this Bible verse looks like lived out at um at this guy's office, which is a doctor's office, versus this guy's office, which is you know an auto shop. Mm -hmm. There's a there there's a divergence there, and I love that about the church. But it means that often there's more ways in which Jim and I can work through applications instead yep. of just getting questions and things like that. Having a venue, a context where we can work those out to help people better understand what the Word of God looks like lived out in their lives. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful thing. And I'd say I would definitely piggyback on that saying that I 100% see that in the church. And that was something that really drew me, my family to mm -hmm. here. My wife and I just fell in love the first day we came because it was the Lymans and the Simpsons that mm. came and, and invited us to lunch. And, uh, you know, we're young and foolish and we're learning right. a ton of stuff and, and still every day, you know. And so I don't want to hang out with another blind person, another young person just blind leading the blind. Mm. So. I think that that's something that most people can really um, associate with, that being at the journey, it really is integrated groups mm -hmm. that pour into one another. And I think this podcast can really tie that together, too, is the different thoughts and the different processes and, you know, ministries and, hey, there's three discipleship classes coming up. I know when you guys did the three last time, you know, there was the pastoral, but there was a spiritual formation mm -hmm. and, like, being able to really question, hey, why do I want to go to this one? Or which direction am I going here? Mm -hmm. yeah. Or in a year, what are we doing different? So mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm really grateful, and I'll be praying for sure. And uh, yeah, just really excited to see how the Lord uses us for the journey. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, uh, I hope that those of you listening uh, were encouraged by this and look forward to uh, these podcasts coming out and and challenging you and pressing you a little bit deeper into God's Word and what, what we see God uh, through His Holy Spirit doing here at the church. But That's thank right. you all for listening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll see you guys. Yeah. See you later. Thank you for listening to Journey Church Tucson Sermon Podcast. We'd love to have you join us in person on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. You can find out more about us at journeyefc.org.